ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now between the mats. Welcome to Between the Mats. I am Matt McJunkins. Alongside me is Matt Wilcox. How you doing, Matt? I'm good, Junk. What's going on? Man, I don't know it other than all I do know is that it's season two, episode nine, and we are one week away. I guess it's a little over a week, but we're just a few, let's say, let's just say less than two weeks away yes. from high school football starting. Hey, tomorrow night, the Green Bay Panthers will scrimmage the Sylvan Hills is it the Bears? I th- yeah, the other, yeah, I think that's right. The yeah. Bears. So you know, uh, uh, I'm excited about that. You know, we always do really well in that scrimmage against them. We do. And you know, last year we did, we did. You know, we don't know everything about their side, and, and so we 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 go up there and we, and we look really good. Yeah. And not to take away from us, I mean, we had a good team last year. Yeah, we did. But Sylvan didn't look that great, right? No, they didn't. And we were like, you know, first-year coach, new system. Right. It's just going to take them a little while. Yeah, right. I didn't know that. Well, I did, but I didn't ever <laughs> expect them to make it to the semis. <laughs> well, there's a lot of th- – it's just like talking to Coach uh, Coach uh, Powell about uh, Southwest. Right. right. I mean, Patton. I, Patton. Saw, I said Powell. Patton. I always say that because I know a guy <laughs> named Daryl Powell. So, it's Daryl Patton. Yeah. Coach Patton about Southwest. You don't know the story – all you see is the the surface. That's right. Same way over there with Chris, over there at uh, Coach Hill. Coach Hill, you know. Yeah, we didn't have a clue. No, he no. put in a darn new offense. Yeah, a new coach, new offense. Uh, that takes a little bit of time to figure it out. Absolutely does. And yeah. uh, so we see them, and they're just a little sloppy. Don't look real great. And but you could tell out. you could tell the athletes were there. I mean, they had some talent. They just like you said, it just wasn't clicking offensively, and, and, and it did. Once the season rolled around, yeah. and apparently the defense oh. just constantly got better. Next level. Because <laughs> they turned into well, – tomorrow night, it's, it's going to be uh, – It's going to be tough. I think we're pretty good this year. Yeah. And I think they're probably going to be pretty good too. <laughs> so, I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. Look forward to it. So, this episode, uh, we're still previewing 3A. Last episode, we did 1, 2, and 5, the 3A 1, 2, and 5. This episode, we're going to look at the – Three, three, four, and six, and man, we've got a couple of great interviews for you on this episode as well. But Junk's going to start us off with three A three, three A three. That's up there, uh, northeast part of the state, isn't that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, that's up there, Hoxie. Yeah, Hoxie uh, had a great year last year. We finished twelve and one, six and zero in conference. The Powell brothers. Yeah. Yeah, the Powell family, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, that's right. There's three of them. There was. And then like a cousin on her, I think, Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Man. So, and they were, man, they were awfully good. And I think uh, the two brothers went to UAB, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? I, you know, I think that's right. Yeah. And then and then the uh, the third brother was a sophomore. Sophomore. I think that's right. Uh, so, he'll be, obviously be back. Who was it that beat them? Uh, uh, well, it, well, you know, they had that deal yeah. at the end of the year where the right. bo- the boys couldn't play, but they ended up getting beat by McGee. McGee, I, I, that's right. And by, it, it, by two. Yeah, yeah. Without so so one of them got to come play in the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. That was the quarterback, I yeah. think. And they still only lost by two. Yeah. So uh, you know, hey, it's a shame because honestly, with with them being full speed, you never know. I mean, that, they could have given Harding Academy a run. 
That's right. Never know. I'm going to go ahead and say they probably wouldn't have lost that game against McGee. No, probably not. So uh, so they finished 12-1, uh, finished top in the conference. Um, Piggott uh, finished second at 7-4, 5-2 and four, uh, five and two record. Uh, Osceola finished third at 5-5 five and 4-1. Five and four and one. And uh, they, they, it looks like they could be maybe the front runner for this year's conference. Could be, you know, they between Osceola and, and Hoxie. I think I read that between those two schools, they've won seven of the last eight conference championships. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. Yeah, you remember uh, Osceola is always oh. isn't that where the Adams Jonathan Adams? Yeah. Oh yeah. Man, he was unreal. And then his son. Yeah. Did it? Did his son? Is his son? In the league now? I think so. I think, I think somebody picked right. him up. I think so. Uh, to both of them played at A-State after playing at Osceola. Uh, then uh, you had F- Harrisburg finish fourth in the conference. Uh, then Corning, Palestine, Wheatley, uh, Walnut Ridge, and Manila. They'll finish up three. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess you need to <laughs> need the notes, right? Yeah, all right. So we'll take a look at the 3A4 next. And uh, you can't really talk about the 3A4 conference without talking about the Boonville Bearcats. Boy, storied program. Man, those guys get it done year in and year out over there. And if you're an Arkansas high school football fan, you you know you know the name Boonville Bearcats because every year in this classification, there's somebody to deal with. And um, Coach Crowley's done a great job taking over that program. Uh, another one of those guys, Junk, that, that we've talked about that's gro- grown up in that program, that, you know, played there, been a part of it. Yeah. You know, he just he gets it. He understands what it means to be a Bearcat. And so uh, we've got a great interview with him, and we're going to go to that right now. And we're live here with the Boonville uh, Bearcats. Bearcats. I almost got choked or stopped there for a second. The Boonville Bearcats here with Coach Doc Crowley. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. How about you? Oh, we're doing great, Coach. We appreciate you taking a few minutes just to visit with us today and talk about talk about Boonville football. A lot to talk about when you're talking about f- football in Boonville. Yeah, well, I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, it's supposed uh, to we get September, late August, September. You know, it starts getting pretty uh, pretty exciting time here in town and uh, people, uh, you know, place like this, second to none when it comes to support. So it's uh, it's always a, an exciting time uh, getting ready for the upcoming football season. I can imagine so, Coach. And like you said, I'm, I, you were talking about the support there. I can imagine that being such the case. I grew up in South Arkansas. Uh, I grew, graduated in 2001, my senior year. I played at Mineral Springs, which is five miles from Nashville. And Nashville played Boonville in the finals my senior year. And we went up there and watched it, and Boonville won, and as they've done <laughs> many times throughout the decades. But you guys have such a rich culture there. You know, I can imagine that getting kids to be interested in playing for football at Boonville is really uh, not something you really have to struggle with like a lot of schools, is it? No, you know, these guys um... – or, you know, as soon as they start Little League, they, they begin to, uh, you know, even before then, actually, uh, they just want to, they grow up wanting to be a Bearcat. And, um, you know, most of our kids have, you know, a, a father or uncle, grandfather, somebody who's been a part of the program. So um, you see all kinds of old faces around on Friday nights coming up to the field house, visiting with the kids, visiting with the coaches and, um, it's just something, you know, you don't get everywhere. And that's what we told the kids today. We had a little team meeting and told them, you know, they, it's, it's definitely a privilege to play here. And, 
Um, there's not probably a handful of schools in the state of Arkansas that, that get to experience what they get to experience as far as a, a, you know, support from the community and the fans. So uh, we want those guys to, to realize that it's, it's something not everybody gets to experience and to uh, just enjoy it while they can while they're still here playing football. Well, Coach, that culture that y'all built there at Boonville is something special for sure. Um, you know, I grew up in Greenbrier, and I've uh, been a high school football fan in the state for many years, and, and Boonville's is just one that you watch every year, and, and they just they just continue to have success. Tell us a little bit going into your second year, kind of your story and, and how you ended up at Boonville. Yeah, I'm actually, actually um, I was born here, uh, raised here in Boonville, and uh, my father, dad, Jay Crowley, he played quarterback on, uh, I guess it was the first state championship appearance Boonville had in school history in 1978. And uh, they got beat by Barton. Um, but, you know, we uh, were from here originally, then ended up uh, going to Bald Knob with my dad as he started his coaching career. And, uh, we were there for two years and, and moved to Charleston. That's where I graduated. And uh, got into coaching uh, down at Pottsville with Coach Russ, who's an old Boonville boy, and um, you know ended up here. This is my 11th year here, and um, you know I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. These guys, uh, kids, make our jobs a little bit easier when they want to show up and go to work every day, like they do. Uh, you know, just to take a little pride in being a Boonville Bearcat. And like I just said, these guys, you know, grow up wanting to do it, and. Um, it's something that not many people get to do, so they, it's uh, it's a lot of fun here. That's awesome. Well, I noticed you had a heck of a year last year. Got uh, looks like you got beat in the third round by eventual state champion Harding Academy. But uh, looking at the at the stats and who you got coming back, it looks like you got a good team coming back. So talk to us a little bit about your team you got. Yeah, we'll go. Uh, uh, you know, as far as our quarterback and. Uh, our dudes up front will take us. Randon Ray, 1,700-yard uh, rusher from last year, uh, just a tremendous leader. Um, everything goes through him. I mean, watch us on film. It's no secret. Um, but he, he has the ability to make plays and arguably one of the better or one of the best, you know, football players to to wear the jersey here. Um, just He's real under, you know, he's undersized. He's 5'8 on a good day. Um, but he's He's, he's like, you know, great leader and nothing like I've seen before. You know, the kids just rally around him. Um, and, you know, everything we do kind of goes through him, obviously. But uh, we don't return – we, you know, graduated everybody up front on the offensive side, but we return everybody on the defensive side So uh, on the, up front. So, you know, that's I think going to be one of our strengths that carry us hopefully deep in the playoffs is our defensive front five and uh, those – you know, of course, Randon and some guys are going to have to step up on the offensive side. But, uh, you know, I think we got a good core of seniors and a good group that uh, we can make a run towards a deep playoff push in December for sure. That's awesome, Coach. And, you know, you guys what you run the flex bone, correct? Yes, sir. You know, it's it's amazing. We, we've talked so much about this over the past few weeks, how many many of the schools are, are moving to that. Uh, you know, Coach uh, – Hill over at uh, Sylvan, you know, came in last year and, and, and into that program, completely restarted that deal with the put in the flex bone, started off a little rocky. You know, it's funny because we played Greenbrier, we we scrimmaged them and and 
let me tell you, they looked like they were fumbling around a little bit, and like, but you know, this team's they're they're not as good this year. And turns out they yeah. they finished they finished first in their conference. Well, you know, they figured <laughs> it out. You know, they were putting in a yeah. new offense, and now after talking to Coach Patton down there at Southwest, you know, they're putting in the flex bone, and and it seems like I, I played football in college at Harding, and uh, we didn't run it then, but but now that they're kind of the 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 ones here or in the in this area I guess that's really done well with it and people are kind of starting to follow that that uh, yeah it's just it, it works and, and and here's the deal you don't have to have a bunch of four or five stars to run it <laughs> you know and that's the big thing for us because we're never gonna have those guys right right well you know your smaller school you know it's that's like you said yeah. you're, you're you're not gonna have a if you do have some you're not gonna have a lot of them right. Yeah, I mean, we've always been a, a run-oriented team, a wing T team, but the difference is a bit between the flexible and wing T, you know, or if you don't, you know, know football, it's, it's there's quite a bit of, uh, you know, not a lot of similarities, really. I mean, honestly, there's, a, you know, more option football in the flexbone. And uh, we went up to Harding a couple years ago when I first took over, and, and those guys have been great. They've been great resources for us. We can call them up anytime, and they – they help us out uh, a whole lot, you know, and they've had uh, open door policy with us to go up and see them, and it's been great, and we really appreciate everything Coach Simmons and his staff allowed us to do. Um, and Coach, like you said, Coach Hill, I was talking to him this morning about a few things, and it's just uh, it's good to have those kind of guys you could, uh, you know, direct some questions to and lean on a little bit as you as you you know you're still figuring things out uh, moving into uh, uh, somewhat of a new scheme. So it's, it's it's a lot of fun. Option football is, you know, it's it's when it's going. It's you know, it's funny watching teams that never defend it because it's uh, yeah, it's terrible to defend. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just uh, you know, watching college, watching Army and Navy and those guys. It's a lot of fun to to watch uh, teams try to defend it. You know, and it's uh, our kids have a lot of fun with it. So it's, it's good stuff. Well, good deal, Coach. Well, we uh, we appreciate you taking the time out to visit with us here on Between the Mats. Uh, we wish you nothing but success this season. It looks like you, you've got an exciting team coming back, and we'll be following you. All right, man. I appreciate you all for having me. You all bet, right. Coach. Take care and good luck. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Wow, man. That's a, <laughs> that was a, a great, great interview. And uh, – it's it's crazy to me how this this flex bone offense is <laughs> is taking over because you're taking a, a place like Boonville who's ran the wing tee for 107 years right. and ran it well yeah but why not sure especially when you got kids that already kind of have that knowledge there ain't a whole lot of difference uh, not a whole lot just you, a little bit more just, misdirection that's right. and that's right. uh, you know it's just a it's a it's a reemergence of this offense it's been around for years <laughs> forever. forever but it, it's crazy how you know we went to the spread for so many years and you saw yeah. everybody jump on that bandwagon right and then now these teams that 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 don't quite have the pieces to run the spread they're like let's jump into that flex bone and let's get some matchup problems and yeah. and make these 17 18 year old kids play disciplined assignment football on defense right. and it just it's something that they don't prepare for week in and week out and so it's hard to defend you remember when matt jones uh was uh obviously you remember when he was at arkansas but they ran that similar maybe even more of a wing tee with the shotgun right and uh, you know, when I was, we've been doing peewee lately, and uh, trying to do a lot of wing tee, sure. uh, some flex bone, and but we're also running out of shotgun because mm-hmm. if you can do it, 
at that age, it kind of gives you an advantage. Right. And uh, it's just, there's just so many, like you don't have to do anything different to run five different plays. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, so great interview there with Coach Crowley. He's, like I said, he's done a fantastic job. Just looking at looking back at Boonville, and they've won four consecutive conference championships, a state championship in 2018, yeah. and um, returning a bunch this year on defense. And, you know, coming into the season, they'll be right up there competing. I'm, oh, I have no yeah. doubt. No doubt. Every year. Yeah. Every year. So this is another conference that has kind of been on the rise. You know, you look at it up and down, and there's not really – of course, Boonville's are going to always be up the top and be the favorite, but week in and week out, there's not a week off. You know, Paris, the last couple of years, has had a couple of classes come through that have been special. This senior class this year is, is the same. That You know, they finished 11-2 and two last year. Their only loss coming to Boonville uh, by a touchdown, eight points, really. Um, so that was a, a highly contested game, and I think it'll be, be another one this year. Yeah, you know, going into that game, they, they had just come off some big wins, mm-hmm. and, and it was just like, Every week it was just like they keep winning, right? right? You yeah. know, because we didn't know they were going to be that good. No, and uh, you know, like I said, close game with Boonville. You know, they they win that game and things could look different. That's right. That's right. Then you had uh, you had Atkins finishing third last year, uh, going seven and four, five and two in conference. They uh, they're returning four on offense, five on defense, so they're losing quite a bit and picked to finish fifth this year in the conference. But then you had Perryville that finished six and five, four and three, and they're picked to finish third this year. Got a quite quite a bit coming back. A lot of Old kids, Mustangs. a lot of kids that got some experience. Some young kids last year. My goodness, they're returning eighteen out of the twenty one starters or twenty two starters. So they ought to they ought to be pretty tough this year. And then of course you got Mayflower, who's who's been a little bit on the on a down stretch the last couple of years, um, going two and eight the the previous nineteen and twenty seasons, but. Uh, Coach Emerson's kind of got them turned around. He's been looking forward to these sophomore and junior classes and uh, kind of had this year earmarked. And it feels excited about his team. Let me just add here before we go to this interview, okay? <laughs> You're going to bring it up, aren't you? So last last uh, episode was kind of uh, – it wasn't exactly my week, right? <laughs> you know, I made some boneheaded errors, let's just say. But uh, – it was actually the same day as the Harding Academy. <laughs> it was f- f- flubber, I guess you, whatever you want to call it, fumble, fumble. <laughs> yeah, where I, where I didn't get the uh, interview recorded. <clears throat> Before we'd started, Matt had told me, "Man, I got my phone wet, and uh, it's not it like it won't stay on. Like it, it comes on and it goes right off, right?" So anyway, so that was like, "Oh, that's too bad." You know, ho- hope you, hope it dries out. You know, blah blah. We didn't take a whole lot of it, right? Affecting us, right? And then uh, we 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 go through the whole Harding Academy deal, and then I'm listening, playing back, and it's like, dude, we didn't get it. All right, well, I, well, I'll talk to Coach Evans and see if we can get this redone, right? Okay, so so uh, what we got? Oh, okay, yeah, let's let's do the Mayflower one, okay? And then Matt's just like, his number's in my phone. <laughs> That's going to present a problem that won't turn on. <laughs> I was like, well. I guess we're done. And, and, and you know, you, I felt so helpless because I told Coach. Yeah, he's over there expecting us to go. I told Coach Emerson, hey, about 3 o'clock, I'm going to give you a call. <laughs> and not only did we not call him, I had no way to tell, tell him. Tell him we weren't calling. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was over here trying to find his number. Yeah. I was I was texting people uh, that, that I thought might have it. Have it. Got uh, sent, a, sent a text out to uh, Lorenzo Robinson. 
once he got that, he 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 got back with me and, and gave me the number. And uh, but it was later on, you know, in the day, and I was like, oh, I just felt terrible. Oh, but anyway, Coach Emerson took some time out with us this afternoon, and and uh, I really I'm really excited to see what this program does this year. Like I said, he's he's kind of had some things, some some battles he's had to overcome the last couple of years with numbers and things. But he's really excited about his team. So let's go to that interview right now. All right, we're here on Between the Mats with Coach Austin Emerson of the Mayflower Eagles. Coach Emerson, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Ready for season to get started. Oh, I bet. I bet. Hey, it's getting awfully close. <laughs> we got Matt Wilcox over here, Coach. Uh, he's here with us as well. Uh, ha- have, how's your summer been? Uh, busy. We, um, you know, as, as coaches, we get that mandatory dead period, and that's the only two weeks you are forced to take a break. And even during that time, it's hard to – not think about football and ways to get better and you know try to make the team better so we we've been at it we've been lifting and running four days a week and we got a lot of team camps in so uh hopefully it'll be a lot better than last year you know last year not having any team camps was awful so rolling into your first game you didn't really know how good you were so hopefully we're, we're good to go this year well, Coach Matt, I got to, I've got to know Coach Emerson over the last two years doing the Faulkner County Player of the Week deal, and Coach Emerson does things right over there. And, and just visiting with Coach the last couple of years, he's he's been looking forward to this this sophomore class that's been coming up. I know I know Coach, you had a tough season last year, but you're returning a lot. Just talk to us a little bit about your team this year and, and what you're expecting. Yeah, we're we're basically returning everybody. I mean, we lost maybe I think we lost. Um, Maybe five guys. Two of those guys, though, we didn't even know were going to be starters. They moved in like right before school started. Three of those guys, kind of lifetime Mayflower guys. Uh, one of them is JT Colvin. I mean, he played everything for us and playing for Xander Credit. And uh, but those guys, you know, at times they missed a little bit just due to injuries and stuff. So we got a ton of kids, a lot of reps. Our actual junior class this year tied for our conference championship when they were freshmen. Uh, so they were the majority of our team last year as sophomores. So now our sophomores last year, they were conference runners up. And uh, so our sophomore and junior class coming up, we've been real excited for a long time. It's a good mix of linemen and skill. We're probably as big as we've ever been up front. Uh, I think for the first time since I've been here, every lineman will be over 200 pounds. You know? <laughs> so, and we even have a couple over six feet, which is crazy. Because I know back in the day, you know, Coach Lane Grills last class, they had a couple big old fellas that, you know, were 6'2", 6'3", and probably 260. And, uh, now, you know, we kind of went through a cycle of having, I call them the Mayflower skinny tackle disease. We had 170-pound <laughs> tackles. That, they were quick and would, they had great footwork, but, man, 170 going against 250 usually doesn't, doesn't work out well. But we're all over, you know, I think we're all over 230, 240 up front, except for maybe one kid. He's lower 200. But the rest of them are, are pretty big. And, and man, they've been, they've been working their tail off in the weight room to be that way because we got manhandled last year at the end of the year by Charleston, and we had a lot of freshmen playing with us, too. So they all kind of saw, like, hey, that group for Charleston was physical, and we felt like, you know, we, we'd move the ball in a little bit, and then we'd fumble and, and throw an interception. And, you know, so our guys really bought into the weight room this year, and I'm excited to see it play out on the field. You, you mentioned that about your freshmen. Uh, we played uh, – we, we're – I told you Matt Matt's uh, sons at Greenbrier and I and I do the broadcast up there, uh, but uh, so so we follow Greenbrier obviously. But we played yeah. we played Brooklyn uh, in the first round, and it was a team that you know they'd finished pretty low in their conference, and uh, they got hit with the the COVID bug, and they they brought like I want to say like over half their team yeah. was freshmen yeah. that they brought wow. to, that they brought to play us, and uh, let me tell you. 
it, it, we jumped on them, pounded on them early. Yeah. And that second half, it was like those kids kind of started figuring out a little bit. And, uh, I, you know, I think I, I'm just saying this because you were talking about that experience for those kids being being in the ninth grade. I, I, that's exactly what I thought when I thought when we went through that second half with them. The, the clock's running because the mercy rules on, and uh, yeah. and and we're not playing. Obviously, we're not playing our starters uh, as much. And, uh, but you know, they're out there, ninth graders out there and they're, they're getting first downs and, yeah. and scoring occasionally. And it's just like, this is going to be big for them next year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had COVID hit us right before, right before Danville. And we moved several freshmen up that were, we were okay with them not being on the freshman team because we had some backups that we felt like could step in and they did. One of them is a kid who's going to be a start tackle for us this year. And he's, when he got to us after basketball, guys, he was about 205 pounds, and now he's 242. Hmm. I mean, he's, you know, squatting up 350-plus, and his bench, I mean, his bench was abysmal when he got here. And I, I was looking at the numbers a minute ago. It was May when he got here. He was around, like, 165, and now he's up around 235, 240. I mean, we those guys, they, they kind of they kind of reset the culture over there, which is awesome because I think those guys getting that playing time has just – kind of fueled their fire that they want to be really thinking good this year they, they don't want another two and eight we're, we're about sick of two and eight <laughs> well coach you know playing in that conference that you're in you know the traditional powerhouse of Boonville and then you got Paris over the last few years that's that's kind of come up and been really good and then, you know Perryville you guys Atkins you got a lot of traditional powers in your conference so tell me what you kind of expect going into this season well man Boonville you know Boonville's ninth grade they ran they ran them up on the conference all those kids moved up, man. They had a fullback. I think it's the quarterback's little brother. He was, I mean, he was a savage. He, he played linebacker and he wanted to eat your face off. He was, he was <laughs> awesome to watch. One of one of the true old school players that you can just watch and think, man, that dude would he'd be good in 1922, just as good as 2022. You know? <laughs> and uh, and man, their quarterback's back, and they're they're always man, they're just tough. And that's my guys at the end of the year. I said, hey, who was the best team we played? And they said, boom, I said, what were they like? And Man, it was tough. They were energetic. They knew what to do. They were disciplined. And those are some of the core values we've tried to put into our program now just because they're the top. They're the guys we got to get to to beat. And then Paris, you know, they had, they've got a senior and junior class. Seniors, a lot of them graduated last year, but they're returning. Man, they got a running back, a quarterback, a wide receiver. I think they lost half their O-line, but, man, their O-line was huge last year. I mean, they, they've got some dudes there for this this senior class for them. It's another really good class. We know they played Boomble really well. I think they right. lost by touchdown maybe. So those kids are pretty confident coming back in Perryville. This group for them and our junior group and Glenn Rose all tied for the conference championship. I guess it was two years ago now, but those kids have all stayed together and they're they're a good group. Um, you know, it, it's kind of I, I don't know. I know sometimes we get some some flack in our conference, but man, we we got some good really we got we got good kids in our conference and we got really good coach kids. Like you know, it's each week. I mean, you look Baptist Prep and Coach Welchman. He's He's traditionally had around 20 kids, and man, they play their butts off against everybody, right. you know. And, and Coach Norton does the same, and um, you know, Coach Clark he left Russellville, but Coach Weaver's known for putting together awesome teams. I mean, there's there's some really good coaches in our conference that do a good job. So, uh, and Coach Porter at Atkins, I mean, that was his first year last year, and they had a heck of a ball club. So, and I think they they've kind of graduated some, but they've got some coming back where they're not going to be too bad either. So, our conference is really kind of. You know, Boomble's at the top, and we're all shooting for them. And then, really, the rest of it's kind of up for grabs, figuring out who's going to be where. And uh, you know, just and then you know, in small school ball, you never know, guys. You get an injury, right. and it's 
your season could go completely this way or you stay healthy and it goes the complete opposite way. I mean, that was us last year going into conference. We were down seven starters. Mm. And it's, shoot, you're down seven starters in the NFL and <laughs> NCAA. It don't matter. <laughs> no big deal. You're going to struggle a little bit. So, um, well, you were talking. Yeah, go ahead. You were talking about the, the, the conference there. Uh, you know, a lot of conferences, especially when you get in smaller school, you'll have one or two just really good, and then the others are considerably down. And Big that's right, right. That, that's you guys have got a game every week, just nearly. I mean, it's it's when you look at your Paris and Atkins and Perryville and, and Mayflower and Danville. I mean, you know when they used to be in when yeah. I was at Mineral Springs, Danville was two A, and. uh and they, you didn't want to play them, you know, and and, and so, uh, you know, it, it there is a lot of a, a lot to say about that conference like that where it's just uh, there's there's no there's there's very little off weeks. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, non conference wise, we we play three four A schools, so we, you know, it we don't we don't have it easy at all around here. And I tell our kids we shouldn't want it that way. No, that's right. So, and last year, you know, we, we called it the gauntlet going through those three. Well, crap, by the end of those three, we, we lost a lot of kids due to injury and other reasons. So this year our kids are looking at it like, man, we want a piece of those 4A schools and hopefully um, hopefully steal a few of them non-conference games, if not all of them. So, Yeah, Coach, uh, you, you know, Mayflower has historically had some success, or not some, but a, a lot, you know, uh, and and – We've talked to a lot of different coaches at a lot of different programs, and and and, and talked to Boonville, uh, Boonville's coach there about you know what do you do to <laughs> to uh, to build a culture, a program from the ground up. So so not just your tenth, eleventh, and twelfth, but how do you how do you uh, inspire kids that are that are fifth grade and fourth grade and junior high to want to continue to work to 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 build that build that program into to where one day when they are in high school they first of all they want to play and, and second of all to uh to to have the same success uh year in year out well i mean it's it's getting harder cuz kids like to do other things than hard right. stuff you know, and football is not an easy game and the, and and to be honest with you, i think if any coach is making it easy uh, not in schematic wise but like not pushing their kids in the weight room not pushing them to do hard then they're probably going to struggle in some other area on the field. Sure. So for us, it's been it's been difficult just to, uh, you know, my first year here, we had a good core of guys left over from Coach Grail and and those dudes, they they had, you know, they had just went undefeated the year before. They they didn't know how to lose. Well, the guys right after them, that senior class, they kind of rode those two coattails, and they didn't really know how to win, you know, so it was complete opposite. And then last year, we got the hard work bug, and we were working at and then COVID hit, so we <laughs> – we took yeah, eight months right. off, and we'd come back. We'd start a new offense, and, man, we were in most games, you know. So our kids, they, they kind of – they felt good, but, man, you just can't feel good being in them. you got to win them. So this offseason, we, we've done, like I said, we we looked at Boomble and we said, hey, what do those guys do really well? Man, they're stinking tough. That's that's who those kids are. They're they're tough, hardworking kids that do exactly what they're told to do, and they got good energy. Uh, and then I asked my kids, who do we want to become? And they told me who they want to become. And a lot of those characteristics were the same. So we really harped on those characteristics throughout, 7 through 12. Uh, we, we've themed each day, just trying to make each day something special, where it's, whether it's energy or toughness or uh, commitment or hard work or discipline. And then, number one, these guys, more than anything, they wanted to be a family. So we've, we've tried to do some stuff to make it more 
family oriented. We did we did games back in January where I split them up and just one morning a week we'd have fun and uh, and then we even did that through our junior high and those kids loved it. We had a bunch of kids out. Now we're still trying to get it built right where it's every year kids are you know because Mayflower traditionally if you look I, whenever I looked when I took the job you know they'll have one or two good years and then it's a class where it drops for you know oh, maybe yeah. two or three years and then it builds back up for two or three years you know it's a small school cycle and that's something that I would like to break where it's just a continuous you know hanging around at the top kind of thing and that, and that man it's hard because you can't you know, when your when your job depends on teenagers, and you never know, <laughs> you know, girlfriend breaks up with them one day, and they don't care about football no more. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> you know? And then and then girlfriend tells them they like seeing them in jersey, and all of a sudden they're good to go. So yeah, that's right. It's uh, when you're merging at the hand of teenagers, sometimes it's, yeah. it's a little difficult. But we're trying to man. We got new facilities here that are awesome. Uh, we're trying to make things fun, but man, sometimes hard work's not always that fun. It's it's hard to push yourself, and a lot of kids don't like to do that, but. The, the core group of guys that I've got right now, we've got about 22, 23 on a high school roster. They're a good – it's not like we got 40 guys and only five can play. It's 22, 23 guys, and I'd put any of them in if I had to and be just fine with it. So um, you, so we've got a good core. We just – we need to build our numbers up. And what, what you said there, you know, is, is so correct. You know, Buck James told us when we interviewed him that, you know, he said, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's easy to play for Bryant. You know, I mean, they he, he they will have to work their butt off. Now, yep. it's, it's it's a little easier to do that when, you, when you're when you at a 7A school because you're not, and you're not at the, trying to trying to balance that. I'm going to work your butt off, but please still play because we, we need you, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's what I went and met with uh, Chris Hill, Silvan Hills this offseason. He was telling me, he said, man, he said, when I was in Morrison, we went to the finals with 35 in a 5A school that would be that would be tough. Yeah. Now with thirty five, you can still run O and D. Now I got twenty two, so if two of mine take a dentist appointment one day. We're <laughs> we're adjusting practice schedule a little bit. So. Yeah. Well, coach, that's going to be about all the time we got today. I, I do appreciate you uh, taking a few minutes out of your day here uh, to to spend with us, and uh, we wish you nothing but success this season. And uh, I look forward to getting with you on on the Faulkner County Player of the Year coming up. All right. Hopefully this year we'll have some better stats on our guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that this year. Yeah. I, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Thank y'all. Thank you. Bye-bye. Man, Matt, that that was a good one. You know, and we know him. You yeah. know, we've got to know him through the Faulkner County Player of the, the Year, Player of the Week, or right. what we do. And uh, he's a good dude. Great guy. Kind of looks like Tom Brady. <laughs> Not going to lie. And, you know, he's he's in a program over there that historically, like he talked about, you know, They'll have a couple really good years, and then they'll have a down year. And it's yeah. just a small-town cycle of talent. But he's trying to overcome that. He's trying to build a, a culture and a program to where they're consistent year in, year out. You know, it's funny, too, because when we do that player of the week stuff, obviously I'm a Panther fan because we're, we're Greenbrier guys. Our kids go to school there. But I always pull – Mayflower and in, in uh, Little Rock, or I mean, sorry, Conway, Conway Christian. Yeah. I'm always like, man, I, the the small guys. That's I right. just want them to want them to win. You yeah, know? yeah. And you know, Conway Christian, they're they're going to have another tough year, I think, this year. But Coach Kramer over there, he's got some kids coming up in this ninth grade class that he's super excited about. So Good. it's just one of those cycle things. You just yeah. you're going to have some down years every now and then. Well, and, and when you're when you're talking about small town football. You're comp- it's just different with how you can coach. Just like we were talking with with uh, Coach Emerson about, you know, you got if you're not putting in the work to be successful, you're not going to be successful, right? That's right. That's easy to say when you've got a hundred kids. Sure. 
That's exactly right. But when you turn around, you're like, hey, if you guys don't show up and work out, you're not going to play. And it is, and it is that paradigm shift of well, it's easy to ask that of kids when you've won 12 games that's, a year and before. And that's right. That's exactly right. You know, and, and it, they're excited to be a part that's of the right. program. But when you're going two and eight and you're asking kids to work extra hard to overcome that, mm-hmm. they're like, man, I'm not going out there and getting our tails beat off week in and week out for this. Right. right. And then what do you do? Right. That's right. You, you can't run them off. No. It's, uh, it's tough. Uh, but I, I, I fully believe that they'll be back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm and excited. I think he's the guy. Sure. sure. I'm just impressed with him. All right, so Mayflower's picked to finish fourth in that conference this season. Uh, good luck to them, and thanks for Coach Emerson for doing that interview. You've also got Baptist Prep in that conference that finished fifth last year, um, four and six, two and four in conference. Danville, the Little Johns had a rough year, one and seven, one and five in conference, and then two rivers finishing up that conference last year, zero and eight and zero and five. My uh, two years after I graduated, uh, my my little cousin, close friend, you know we. Real tight. Uh, he was at Mineral Springs, and they were one of the best in the state. Mm-hmm. Good, and uh, they lost in the semifinals to Danville. Is that right? Yeah, what, at Mineral Springs. What year was that? That would have been oh three. Oh three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I knew some kids that played over there, but it was it was before that. It was ninety ninety eight, I think. Mm. A little John. Yep. So that's going to bring us to what uh, six? Sip. Yep. Three, three, three eight, six. six. All right. Well, uh, this conference here is no stranger to uh, powerhouse football. That's right. Uh, McGee, uh, the the Owls, the old Hoot Owls. That's right. Uh, they're, uh, they finished one last year. Probably going to come out this year looking like maybe the best uh, the best this year, uh, at least going into the season. Uh, they had a 12-1 record. They went to the semis. Yeah, lost to uh, Harding. Harding Academy, yeah, in the semis in the semis, yeah, and then Harding Academy beat uh, who was it in the finals? Uh, uh, Just went blank. Can't remember, John. It wasn't Prescott. No, was it McGee? I think it was McGee. It was McGee. So yeah. it was so the they beat, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they beat him in the finals. That's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. So uh, McGee, no stranger to that, uh, have 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 had a ton of success through for decades. Uh, and then that's another team behind them who has won as much football in the state of Arkansas <laughs> as just about anybody. Yes, that's, they have. That's Rising. Uh, well, they're the Wildcats. Wildcats, yeah. yeah. Rising has just for decades been a, been a powerhouse. They finished 5-2, and 3-0. and Probably going to look coming in the season at the number two again. Um, what was the score of their game last year? Does it have it there? Do you have it? Well, so, so Rising – they uh they, they missed, didn't play a lot. They missed a bunch of games. They did. That's due to right. COVID. Yeah. So they didn't play McGee, did they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They sure did. Uh, so that that good chance this year uh, that those two will battle it out again for the conference. Uh, but hey, right behind them is Camden Harmony Grove at six and five, three and one, and uh, Camden Harmony Grove has always got a good football team. Uh, Pine Bluff Dollarway, who has won several state championships, yeah. I think. Uh, they finished. Uh, they finished fourth. Uh, Going to be in that third or fourth spot probably this year. Uh, Lake Village behind them, Drew Central. Uh, Smackover, who traditionally has been one of the top in the conference. So when I was growing up, that conference and, and us, we played uh, 
the one played the fourth over there. Gotcha. And vice versa. Yeah. You know, all the way down. Right. And so a lot of times we would play Camden Harmony Grove or Smackover mm-hmm. just because Rising and, and some of those other schools were in that conference. Sure. So, uh, man, we played Smackover, it seemed like, every year, every other year. Sure. First round playoffs. And uh, then you look at who's number eight in the conference, the Barton Bears. Yeah. Which is just crazy. I know, and I know they're struggling with numbers, and they are. They they've fallen on some hard times, <laughs> and they're 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 trying to get their numbers turned around. But man, traditionally, when Coach McClellan was there, yes. they were a powerhouse. I would tell you, I, have you ever been there? No. I okay, so we played there my soft, no my my freshman year. We always got to move up mm-hmm. after the junior high season, which and is be a, cool. It is cool. Yeah. You know, for us, it was a numbers thing because it, it's small school. Right. You take it, it means you can. Uh, but we went to uh, to Barton, and we had a pretty good team. Sure. Uh, we were probably a top ten, uh, but we go down there, and when you get there, this is in the playoffs, you walk they, – they walk you down a, a long hall. At least they, this is 20 years ago, but you walk down this long hall of the gym, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just banner <laughs> after banner. And it's just like – we're gonna make sure you see these sure. on your way to you, where you're gonna a dress. slow walk. A down. slow walk, yeah. We're not in any hurry here, right? <laughs> so all these banners, it's just like state champion, state champion, state champion. Yeah. It was it was a cool experience. Yeah, how'd you do, man? We we I really thought we were gonna win that game. Yeah, I didn't go in. I mean, we weren't supposed to. Sure, but we were winning at halftime. Yeah, and uh, they just outlasted us. I got you. They beat us. It was it was close. They beat us probably by a couple scores. That's been so long. And I was just a, uh, a freshman, but uh, yeah, a couple scores. A couple things I want to I want to touch on here in this in this class this conference. Um, you know, looking at Rising, I, I can't talk about them without mentioning the job Cl- Coach Toddy's done over there. Oh yeah. You know, just looking at his record at the school, he's two hundred and twenty three sixty and one as wow. the head coach at Rising. That's impressive. I, I, I'm not smart enough to do the math on that, but it's way up there. Way up 70s there. 70s to, to 80s yeah. percent. Just done uh, a fantastic job with that program. You know, uh, when I was in high school, Shamar Bracey played there. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, man, let me tell you, there were so many athletes in 2A that year. Right. You had Jeb Huckabee at Harding Academy. You had Lorenzo Robinson of, up at Mayflower. Mayflower. You had uh, – at Clarendon, Cedric Houston, Tank Daniels were teammates, best friends at a two A school. Both of them future NFL players. Jeb Hugham is an NFL player. Yeah. Uh, Lorenzo, I think, ended up playing a little bit. He might have. Uh, and then uh, who's the one we were just talking about? Uh, right. Oh yeah, yeah. So Shamar Bracy, who he got picked up uh, out of Arkansas State. Uh, I want to say Green Bay picked him up. Okay. Uh, this kid, I didn't, I didn't know anything about him. Of course, there were so many kids in that class that were that were good, and uh, but all year long, all we heard was about Shallow Christian because mm-hmm. they were setting national records, right? Passing the ball, I think. Uh, oh yeah, Rhett Lashley Rhett was Lashley. A, he was yeah. a quarterback, yeah. And so, uh, Harding Academy plays them in a uh, I want to say probably the third round, second or th- I want to say it was the third round. I think th- this may not be in the direct order. But I think they played him in the third round, played shallow. And Mark Watson over at Harding Academy broke like a national record. And then I don't remember which one ended up with it. I don't know if Mark had the most. That, that, they, shallow beat him. Mm-hmm. But it was like unbelievable. Like the, the yards thrown in the game right. was like crazy. Like never even anything close to it in the, in the, in the country. That's crazy. The next week, I think this is the order. 
But this happened, whether it's the right order or not. <laughs> they played Junction City. And I can't remember the kid's name, the running back that was there. But it was like a 70-something to a 60-something game. That kid ran for like seven or 800 yards. Are you serious? Uh, dude, he, it, was, it was another deal where they broke a record and then, then Rhett had thrown for another gazillion. <laughs> and uh, so, the, so they ended up winning. It was another one that yeah. close, you know, about a touchdown game. And then the state championship. I go, we go, right? Mm-hmm. We go, Boonville beats Nashville in the in the in the three uh, A at the time. It was three A, right? And then the night game is Shallow Christian and Rising. Rising beat Clarendon, who had beat us. Gotcha. And uh, hope Clarendon had Tank Daniels, uh, Tank Daniels and Cedric Houston, right. uh, Tennessee's. Uh, set a record. At, I believe he set a record at Tennessee that has been broken since. Gotcha. Russian record. Uh, but anyway, so I'm like, you know, Ryzen's always been good at football, but I didn't know anything about him. They had this huge uh, lineman. Like, kid was ginormous. <laughs> and uh, But honestly, Shiloh was probably going to mercy roll him, right? Yeah. So it starts out, and Shiloh comes out. They're tough, you know. And uh, I want to say they got up on them a couple scores. But Rhett was, unless I'm just completely wrong here, I'm pretty sure Rhett had, was catching a punt or something, which I don't know why he ever would. But anyway, the ball gets knocked out, just gets destroyed, and then and picks up the pick it up. And I don't know if they scored right then or if they scored right after. But this Shamar Bracey kid, this running back, who looked like, he was 350 pounds, not not fat. <laughs> right. But I don't know. He was probably right around 200. Yeah. But could fly. Just and he a just, specimen. Yeah. They didn't have anything for him. Wow. And they won on a two-point conversion after the, after the clock was run off. Is that right? Yes. Wow. They, they won. They, they, they beat Goliath. Wow. So, but anyway, so, and not to drag this on, but uh, fast forward a, a couple months over into the spring, in the state championship or in the state uh, track meet, mm-hmm. Shamar Bracy wins the hundred meters, ran a ten five, beating Cedric Houston who ran like a ten five two. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was that close. Yeah. And then they go into the meet of the champs. This is everybody in the state, sure. And they go one two. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a lot, brilliant. a lot of man. There's just so much rich. Which those were two A then, and yeah. they're three A now. But just those small towns, right. there's so much. Uh, I don't know, tradition. Tradition. Yeah. There's just tradition. That's right. The only other story I had in this conference was looking at Dollar Way, and um, I think back to when I was a junior in high school. We played Dollar Way uh, in the second round. I believe that's right. The second round of the playoffs, and we go to Dollar Way, and you know we roll up in there. They're at the time they're a powerhouse program. And then they have been. And, and we get off the bus, and their first play from scrimmage, we kick off to them, first play from scrimmage, their their quarterback runs the option, keeps it, goes 80 yards, un- <laughs> untouched. Untouched. I think they ended up beating us 55-7, to seven, one of the worst whippings I've ever taken as a player. I remember Dollarway, like when I was – when Todd Cooley was the quarterback at yeah. Nashville. Like when I was a kid, yeah. Dollarway beat Nashville. Yeah, they used to, they used to have some – Really good teams. And just, just within a few years ago, uh man, it may be five or six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Uh one of the one of the Nashville most recent state championships. Heavy dollar one. Yeah. So they're still there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Well, all right, guys, that's going to wrap us up for our 3A preview. Sorry it's taken us a little while to get these out, um, but uh, next week we will preview 2A, and that will wrap us up with our previews, and then we're into game season, yeah. baby. I'm coming with the face paint on, son. <laughs> that's right. So, anyway, thank you guys for joining us today, and we'll check you next time. Thank you. You've been listening to Between the Mats, your year-round source for Arkansas high school sports with Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, produced by Carl Spears. And special thanks to our sponsor, American Safeguard Insurance. I'm JB Brazil. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of Between the Mats.